Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Our lesson this evening will focus on the women that stood at the cross of Jesus. The theme is a cross from the beginning to the end. When Christians use the word disciple, we more often think of Jesus' 12 disciples. They rightly so. But there were others who were disciples of Jesus Christ as well. With that in mind, at verse 55, and many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joanne, and the mother of Zezebee boys or sons. Jesus personally chose 12 disciples, but there were many others that followed him because they believed his doctrine of the kingdom of God to come. A simple meaning of disciple is one who accepts and assists in the spreading of another's belief. In other words, any person who believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ takes up the cross by spreading the goodness of Jesus and the disciple. Mm-hmm. So let's get this right. In addition to the 12 disciples Jesus personally chose, there were many more mm-hmm. who followed him. That's a given. That's a fact. But this said, Let's turn our focus on the women at the cross. In this crowd of women, the three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, only names a few. Perhaps to shorten their writing. Or perhaps they couldn't remember all their names. In Matthew, he recognizes Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joaz, and the Zebedee boys, but for some reason, forget their mother's name. Why Matthew could remember Solon's name is a myth. Possibly, at the time of writing, he just couldn't remember her name. You know how we have those brain fogs. Another possibility is he didn't want to confuse his readers but clearly he wanted all to understand he was referring to the Zebedee boys, mm-hmm. whose mother's name was Simone. Not to be confused with Herodotus' daughter, Simone. All right. Who plotted with her mother to have John the Baptist beheaded. She sure did. Who separate Simone. Mm-hmm. Now in Mark, he mentions these particular women, Mary, Magdalene, Mary, James of Joaz, and Simone in chapter 15, verses, verse 40. This is what Mark records. Because these women used their resources to take care of Jesus and the 12 of them, you know, going to the market daily to get fresh produce, fresh meat, fresh herbs, new skins of wine, and fresh bread, and etc. These women took care of them out of their own resources. A change had occurred in their lives that transformed their thinking. And, and, and we, can re- we should be able to co- co- relate to this because there have been changes in our lives due to our encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Luke, in chapter 8 of his book, verses 1 through 3, names these same women 
Matthew and Mark, but he goes a little further and reminded us that these women from Galilee were so committed to following Jesus because he had healed them of evil spirits and infirmities. Infirmities, conditions that limit and interferes with an individual ability to function normal. What's even more interesting in this particular chapter and in chapter 23, you may want to mark it, verses 48-49, Luke uses the phrase, but all his acquaintances and finds that the women mentioned in chapter 8 were just acquaintances of Jesus. Acquaintance meaning he knew of them, but they were not his friends. Brother Luke was using the word acquaintance to me, somewhat exposes his biasness towards women in his time and culture. Because he also mentions then specifically Joe Anna, the wife of Harold Stewart Cusser, and Susanna. He mentions these women, but he, in addition, he emphasized and implied that these women had been healed of evil spirits and infirmity. And there have been a lot of women at then and still today are mistaken to be out of their mind because they have a burning testimony about Jesus and all the goodness he has done for them. They want to tell everybody. We want to tell everybody. So I thought on Luke and concluded that it was a part of his culture to disregard women, to pay them no attention or little attention. But I also concluded it was John who stood close with Mary, the mother of Jesus, as they both stood at the cross. Mm-hmm. When Jesus looked down from the cross mm-hmm. to his mother and said, Woman, behold your son. Mm-hmm. So John, behold your mother. Mm-hmm. I suspect Luke was in time just like the rest of the disciples. Otherwise, he would have recognized that John 
them, nor forsaken them, even to the end. That if they abide in his, him and his word, they could ask the Father for anything and he would do it. You can't get no better than that. They had a purpose. They persevered. They stood on the promises. And they followed Jesus to the end. Yes, Lord. I believe in the crowd stood not only Mary Magdalene, who Jesus cast out seven demons, but Mary, Jesus' mother, who birthed him into the world, now watch him die in the world. Martha and her sister Mary, Jesus' friend, the adulterous woman, who Jesus would not condemn because all sin. And come short of God's glory. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years spent all of her money looking for a doctor and going to a doctor for two. But when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, he was healed. That was more than money can buy. It's married to woman. Jesus met at the well, told her all about herself, the five husbands she had, and the woman she had was not her husband. All right. Changed her life, transformed her mind, renewed her spirit to follow Jesus. The woman who that was bent over double for 18 years, but was healed on the Sabbath day by Jesus within the crowd. She could not stay home. She could not keep silent. She had to tell somebody. She had to show everybody that Jesus healed her infirmity. The woman that son was going blind and Jesus gave sight to him. She stood in the midst of the crowd. The woman in the crowd stood at the cross, stuck up their crosses to follow Jesus. So the cross from the beginning to the end awaits all who follow Jesus. <clears throat> Must Jesus bear the cross along and all the world go free? No. There's a cross we must all bear. A cross for you and a cross for me. But Jesus is the answer. The state focus. And it becomes necessary for women today to speak out, move forward in the work of the Lord to continue what he did not continue on earth. But continues through his spirit even today. So when things get difficult, when things are shown up going to get tough, when you don't seem to have a voice, when all you do and say is mistaken, still the focus on Jesus is to be reminded of the cross you carry. So from the cross. To the end, mm-hmm. stay with Jesus. Persevere yes. in the works of the Lord. Know your purpose for the Lord. Stand on His promises always, because Jesus is who He is, Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright Morning Star. He who rose on the third day declare that death owes no victim. He had the keys of death. And who owes death? 
said, but Reverend. Jesus is the reason that we're able to shout Tonight, I serve as a reliable witness that you're right. Um, thank you, Reverend, for sharing, speaking from your heart and sharing from what God has placed uh, on the inside of you. Uh, th those who are listening with us, uh, first of all, um, we've been blessed tonight, um, Reverend. Uh, maybe you have a, a question or two, and um, if anything needs to be clarified, uh, um, it, it's time now. If any thoughts on uh, anything that resonated with you tonight, uh, uh, the floor is open. All right. Well, Reverend, I, I've, I'm, I'm always very much like many of us. I'm uh, still a student. Um, I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. Okay. Um, I, I believe in practicality, uh, not just uh, uh, the theology and theory, but um, some of the practical things you shared with us tonight. And um, you made mention of several things of the women were committed uh, to follow Jesus. Uh, the women were committed to follow Jesus. Uh, could you share the, the significance, again, uh, from your experience, um, your study, could you share what's the significance of the burning testimony at being committed and, and, and witnessing? Could you talk a little bit about the significance of burning testimony and being able to be a witness and not just sitting, sitting on a testimony, but sharing? and then became a pastor. My mom was very active in church. Not only was she a deaconess, but she sang in the choir, she ushered, she swept floors, she cooked, she did whatever was needed to be done. 
Below, she supported my daddy. Her school learning was a little broader than his. He was just a fifth grade learner. But they discussed the Bible at end from the morning before he go to work until the late hours at night after work. And I was always somewhere listening. Some may say I was just being nosy. But I, I really was trying to stay close to the heater. We grew up with a, a pop belly heater and I I was very thin and I stayed cold so I was always near the heat and sometimes guard off. But I know for a fact with all the learning, all the teaching in the home, when I became of age, I wowed out. I did my thing. I disregarded what I had been taught and I ignored the unctioning of the Holy Spirit, whom I did not understand. But one day, one day, in 
Reverend Does that Lee. answer your question? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I like you talked about um, your, your spiritual formation. You, you talked about uh, preaching in 1984, uh, your, your woodshed experiences and pleasing God and visited by angel. I guess my second question, I don't mean to uh, dominate the questioning, but if somebody else have a question or thought, uh, please jump in. We, we want to be engaging. It also lets us know uh, we're listening tonight. And one thing I noticed about First Baptist, um, Reverend Bennett, we're a listening congregation. And so we, we're, we're in tune tonight. Um, my, my second question is, how, how can we encourage other believers to acknowledge their call? And when we say their call, we don't mean just call to ministry or the call to, to, to preach or to pastor, but they are called the call um, to witness. And we know that witnessing um, is about um, uh, sharing, but also witnessing um, it's about the testimony and because God has called all of us to do something. But I want to know what are some practical things since we're talking about the women who were committed and how can we encourage other believers to acknowledge their call and the work? You mentioned a very key word, the work, the work, the work must go on. Moses, I tell Joshua, the work must go on. What are some practical things? That's a good question. That's a good question, um, Pastor Philip. Practical things are not things to uh, think so deeply on. Mm. When we encounter people, first of all, be clear that what you see, you did not create, but God did. And everything that God creates is good and very good. Don't lose sight of your own imperfections. This prevents you from becoming judgmental. And for every person that God allows to step in his house, first see them. They are not invisible. To see them Absolutely. I see a little clearer now. Thank you, brother. Yeah, we make it a little too difficult mm -hmm. for people to stay in the house of God because of our attitudes, mm -hmm. our looks of judgment, which should not be. Because if we understand that all have sinned and come short of God's glory, expressions of kindness and caring and love and patience and, and uh, acceptance is important. Mm. These are practical things we can do no matter whether we are inside the church or outside the church. It should be a lifestyle, lifestyle. for Christians. Mm. Can I add to that, Reverend? So they can grow. Okay. Could, could I add to that? Okay. Uh, you, you talked about uh, expressing love and, and gentleness. And I feel like, again, this is this is Derek speaking. I feel like we're in a season where uh, connection is so vital. And genuine, genuine, genuine connection. And the church has a unique responsibility of, of connecting to people. Um, it's more than just saying hello, but 
um, of the follow-up, uh, connecting with congregants um, and praying for one another, but also uh, making sure that um, the ministry uh, must go on and keeping the mission keeping the mission in front of us everybody's a part of the, of the of the mission and we've been given a a a commission we've been uh, uh ordained to he says make disciples and one of the challenging things i'm gonna put on my pastoral hat now one of the challenging things in the 21st century in the midst of a pandemic it is how to disciple how to disciple in the midst of and navigate in the midst of a pandemic, how to continue to make disciples and to equip and develop leaders. I suggest this is a time of creativity and to do some things we've never done before, but also get back to the mission. And that is the demonstration of the love uh, and, and encouragement and to feed, but when we feed, Reverend, we got to feed well. I just said, so, this is so true, uh, Pastor Thorpe. When we look at how God has provided for his church in the midst of this pandemic, yes. if we really look at it and think on it, our mouths say hallelujah thank you lord because he used technology mm. to keep his people connected yes so yes. churches who have fed a breath when it comes to technology in which we are using now they're able to keep their uh congregants connected mm -hmm. It's not necessary uh, to see. More blessed is he who seeth not, who believes. And the reason so is that, in fact, sometimes seeing can be a hindrance. Mm. Because when you see them, then your, your carnal mind began to war against your spirit, whereas you began to criticize. also a great opportunity for the church um, our, all of our churches and for God to use us in greater ways uh, to serve him uh, the, greater, greater ways greater ways to serve him and maybe he's developing a new paradigm um, for the church mm. a, a new methodology now we don't change the mission because we, we do know what the mission is but a new methodology uh, to do ministry, but also fuse ministries together. Mm 
and doing some things we've been yeah. doing, but also creatively and to use that which he has given us. And so I, I see, uh, Reverend, that God has allowed us to use our gifts fully. But the question is, are we tapping into the gift? And God has blessed us. Now, I didn't say hoard the gift, but it, the exercising of the gift, not just critique, but get on board and be a part of what God is doing. And so I, I, I'm just, I'm encouraged tonight that that we're also not only encouraged, but also challenged, Reverend. Because here's the thing. As we talk about, again, we're talking about commitment. That's, that's how Reverend set it up for us. But to raise some practical questions for all of us, and the pastors included, how are we investing our time? Are we being equipped for ministry? Another question. I'm just throwing out some practical things. Where do you see God working in your ministry? And what is he doing? If we cannot answer these questions, just maybe, we need to get in tune with his spirit. Is our hearts in tune with his those are some practical things. That's what study allow us just to go a little deeper. Who did you invite to help serve this week? What do we need to change? And who did you invite? And who did you invite to get on the prayer line? <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. But the, these are some wonderful, practical things because it allows us to get in tune. There are some areas, uh, Pastor, that I can work on. But I uh, like how Reinhold Niebuhr talks about the spiritual disciplines. Just maybe God is using this pandemic for us to tune in just a little deeper. To tune in, give more time to Him. But also... Mm -hmm. but, but undivided time. Undivided. Because many of us are staying home because of COVID. <laughs> but it's a greater uh, purpose behind your privilege mm. of staying home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. not to be idle and watch TV all day, uh, gossip on the phone all day, uh, be on the internet all day. Yeah. But We, we are. We are. Reverend, I, 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 it's, there's, can, I, can I play the other side of the coin? And, and that is yes. um, with, with, the, with the pandemic, it, it has caused us uh, to become um, spiritually um, lazy. Uh, we, we've become I'm so reliant uh, whether, listen to this, whether pastor, and not all circumstances, so I'm not saying everybody see this the same way, whether pastor becomes the gospel. And what we're saying is that this is a, 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 a collaborative um, effort. And what we're saying is we we're, we're we're this is a digital age and and I'm speaking from experience from a pastor um, because I see it where um we focus on that one particular that that pastor or, or preacher has become um the church I, am I making sense but we know that's not the case we know that's not the case we're saying that we can use this time. And, and many of us, were, we are doing that. We can utilize this time. Uh, and, I, and I challenge some preachers too, um, Reverend, that we can use this time to write. 
do our devotions. And Amen. so we can maximize this opportunity. There's no reason for any preacher to not use this time to prepare their sermons. And I'm just using that for an example because I had to speak with some students, Reverend. But what we're saying is, and I'm not saying none of us are not doing this because many of us, we are doing this. But um, Paul teaches us when God gives us opportunity, he says uh, to do good. To do good. Uh, we, we're going to stay on the battlefield for the Lord. And has been said, um, and I let Reverend Bennett uh, give closing remarks. Uh, she said that the, the women were committed to follow Jesus. I'm already looking at ways and jotted down some things that I can do. You also said, um, be clear and don't lose sight of the purpose. Uh, um, so you had the purpose, uh, perseverance, perseverance, and the promises. That's it. I, I got I got it tonight, Reverend. I see a little clearer now. God bless you. God bless you. I am so appreciative for the opportunity to be able to open my mouth to the Lord. For sometimes being closed in and having been poured in, the gospel, you just got to shout it out. You got to talk about it. Or you just talk to the world or to the chair. So I, I appreciate this opportunity to infuse my thoughts and the word of God to my sisters and my brothers whom I may never meet. But in spirit, we are on one accord. We hunger for that connection of staying with Jesus. We hunger for his guidance through the Holy Spirit. We hunger to be upright before our God and to do good. So again, I appreciate you so much, Pastor Thorpe and my sisters and brothers for uh, tuning in and supporting uh, through your solid prayers. I appreciate you so much. And I thank God for each of you. I pray whatever situation you find yourself in, trust God. He's already working it out for you. And hey, you yes, rejoice. Yes, Lord. Greatly. Because Amen. you will know Amen. for yourself that it was the Lord who did it. Lord, how did you God did it. Thank you, Reverend. Uh, Reverend uh, Charlene Bennett. Uh, we, we're going to close out. Now I'm going to ask Reverend Featherstone, uh, associate of uh, First Baptist Missionary Church, to lead us in tonight's uh, in our prayer. Um, we want to, uh, before we pray, I want to uh, give uh, a quick announcement. Uh, this coming Sunday is the last Sunday of of February, we, as we all know, we've been celebrating. We're having, having discussions about Black History Month. We, we said in Sunday school studying um, hymnology. Uh, this Sunday, um, we will be on um, a live service uh, as we celebrate uh, Black History Month uh, in our, um, in our um, African um, attire, expression, and dressing. Uh, uh, Black History um, Pride. Uh, no, many of us would be uh, viewing virtually, uh, but um, if you're home dressing your, your Black History Pride uh, in your home as we continue uh, the celebration, what God is doing through uh, Black History Month and, and the Black family and, and just the church. And we were blessed a few weeks ago by Dr. Henry Lewis Gates as he talked about uh, the role of the black church in a black family. But also we praise God for all of our families that are represented tonight. 
uh, the families of First Baptist Missionary Church, the families of of uh, the New Light uh, Missionary Baptist Church. We want to also pray for the following tonight, uh, Reverend Featherstone. Uh, can we we lift up uh, the following family, the Eubanks family, uh, the Jeffries family, uh, the Corbett uh, family in the recent um, passing of Brother Corbett. Also lift up uh, the Matt Mellon uh, family as well, as well as our Union Churches, uh, Queens, Children's Chapel, um, uh, uh, who else are missing? Um, Queens. Uh, I'm, who else are missing, Reverend Featherstone? Uh, but all the Union John, Churches. Um, Union Churches, Queens, um, Children's Chapel, and First Baptist Missionary Church. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, lead us in prayer at this time. Also, I want to pray for the. There was a young man that was shot on Sunday, uh, Reverend Featherstone, in Medbin. Yeah. Um, the eight year old, he was shot in the back. Let's, let's keep, I don't yes, know his name. But uh, the prayers of the righteous shall avail of much. So let's remember this young man that was shot. Let's remember those in Texas uh, who, uh, who were impacted by the, the winter storm and who continue going through. And the family, there are a few families that pass, uh, the names of those that pass due to the storm. Let's remember their family. God know their names. So let's remember, cover all of them tonight. Uh, in our prayer tonight. Again, thank you um, to Reverend Bennett. God bless your bones. God bless you. Amen. Bennett. You've always been a blessing to us, and we thank you for touching the time to come and do what the Holy Spirit would have you to do. Yeah, bless our souls. And if we can all just... Amen. Go to the Lord in prayer now. Yes, Lord. Thank Praise you, God. Praise and all wise God. Thank you for being Alpha and Omega. Thank you for being an all-wise God who is able to do all things but fail. Father, we thank you for this time that was set aside, Father, so we can learn more about you, Father. We thank you for your word that has gone forth, Father, and has touched our spiritual souls, God. Thank you for hope in you, God. Thank you for your promises. Father, thank you because everybody on this line has a purpose. Father, thank you for through your power, we will and can persevere. And God, thank you for your promises. Because God, everything you promise is true. Yes, so Father, we love you tonight. And we just want to say thank you, Father, before we even ask you for anything. Because yes. truly, you alone are worthy, Father. Thank you. Father, you've heard the names of the families that have been called the Jeffries and the McMillan and the Eubanks father and, and, uh, and all the Union Churches father and the, the little fellow who got shot in the back God we don't we don't we don't know him father we know that you are a healer father yes. and we're oh, yes. praying for our sisters and our brothers in Texas father yes. those that yes. still may not have power father yes. stay in alternative locations father but God I thank you that you are able to do all things but fail. Father, I ask that they will draw their strength from you. Father, yes. even yes. if they don't know you right now in the pardon of their sins, God, I know you're able to send someone who knows you, God, to help them to have hope during these difficult times. Father, yes. we pray for all bereaved families, God, not only those that have lost their lives in Texas, but all bereaved families. Father, we thank you that you're able, God. God, you are able. My spirit keeps saying to say that you are able. And Father, things aren't as bad as they seem. Because this pandemic did not catch you by surprise. And we thank you for this time that you have set aside. That we can have a closer walk with thee. Yes. Father, it's already been stated. We, this month is Black History Month. But Father, truly... For those of us that have tone on our skins, God, every day is the day. Every day. Yes. 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 Yes.
every day. Yes, every day. We're no longer bound mm. by those things. And God, we have not yet arrived. So keep us humble, Father. Keep yes, us Lord. loving. Keep us forgiving, God. Father, keep us near the cross. Help mm. us to bear our own crosses, God, because we need you every second of the day. Father, continue to bless our pastor, God, and the uh, New Light Church, God, and, and, and Reverend Carter Brown, God, and all of his church family, Father, and all that are represented on this line. Yes, God, we yes, have yes. a thousand times. We can thank you enough for just how good yes, you are. Please forgive us of our many sins. Yes, Lord. Lord, your glory. Yes, Lord. God. God, help us continue to stand on your word and go forth and do what you would have for us to do. That you will get the honor, the glory, and the praise. Yes, you so right to deserve. And Father, as we depart from this line, please let us not depart from thy spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, you, Lord. Yes, Lord. It is in Jesus' precious name that I feel this prayer. If all who love the Lord can say amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you, everyone. You all have a good night. God bless you. You all too. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. Everybody have a blessed evening. You too, sis. God bless you.